Hello, this is Spotlight on Lead Poisoning brought to you by Southern United Neighborhoods, a nonprofit committed to environmental, social, and economic justice for low-income and working families. For more information, please visit our website at southernunitedneighborhoods.org or give us a call at 1-800-239-7379. My name is Marie. All right. Um, so I'm here with Carla Johnson. Um, we're going to be talking about an app called Mission Unleaded. Um, Ms. Johnson, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, the agency that you work for? Okay, I work for the Marion County Public Health Department. That's in Indianapolis, Indiana. So, um, you know, the city of Indianapolis pretty much encompasses the whole county. Uh, there are a few unincorporated areas, and so we represent the whole county. Um, and we work on lead, poisoning-related issues, a, a, a series of other things as well, but mostly just the lead poisoning issue, which is what this app is uh, referencing. And um, lead is a big problem in your county? Yeah, lead is a, is a, a, a big enough problem, yes. We have um, quite a few older homes and multifamily homes. Our biggest problem that, w that we've noticed uh, from my years of working here is that a lot of the rental properties are the ones that are at highest risk for poisoning children. But also with the revitalization of our downtown, we've got families moving downtown into some of the older homes. And again, we have um, our historic preservation, which you know sort of restricts some of the types of things that people can do to their homes, which means if you have, say, windows that have lead in them and you live um, in one of those areas, you may have trouble replacing those windows. So you're going to have to deal with the leaded windows and know how to take care of them, those sort of things, yeah. Yeah, it's a big issue in New Orleans as well. That's why we're very interested in this app, because a lot of people do live in the older historic housing, and they don't necessarily understand how to identify lead hazards in their own home and how they should deal with all that. And um, there's a lot of people that use recycling. They're recycling old materials, so they think that it's mm -hmm. good, but it's full of lead, and they put it up as decoration in their house. And you just walk in there, and you're shocked because you're like, this is lead poisoning everywhere around your kids and your baby and stuff. So I think yeah. um, it's a similar problem. And then lead is a problem all over the country. So how did you guys go about developing this app, Mission Unleaded? Well, what happened is we, we have some CDC funds, and I was, it was a, it's a three-year grant. I was looking at the, the grant and, and um, noticed that a lot of the money that I had allocated for different outreach and education um, opportunities, we weren't really using. And I was looking for a new way to reach our, our audience our clients that we're interested in, in reaching. We have lots of printed material, but I feel like a lot of times what happens is people get this printed material, they look at it once, they throw it away. It felt like a really big waste, and I thought that, you know, the best way to reach people would be a more engaging um, way. This would be a much more engaging way to reach people. We also have what, so I, let me back up. So what I did was I, I requested from the CDC um, permission to be able to move these items that we had, these particular line items, and contract out with a company that would do 
virtual and augmented reality. So what we have here is, you know, an app that's augment that can be augmented reality. Um, and then we also have here in our department virtual reality classes. That's the that's basically the same thing on that app, except that the people can actually walk in the home and walk around and find the hazards and it's it's really an incredible experience and I felt like that would be a, a much more engaging way to educate people um, and really a lot more cost effective. Our pamphlets go out once, they're tossed and we throw them away. We were spending a lot of money on that. While this did cost a lot of money, I think it has a larger reach and it's much more engaging and it takes us into the 21st century in terms of how we do uh, education. I looked when I was doing this, and if there were any public health agencies that were doing augmented or virtual reality, it is used a lot in medicine and in marketing, but I couldn't really see it in this capacity from a public health standpoint. And so we thought we would dive in and see how it works, and so far it's been really popular and widely received. Yeah, I think it's really interesting about the visual aspect of it because a lot of people are visual learners, right? Mm -hmm. And you mm -hmm. remember what you see, not necessarily what you read. Right. And it just brings the issue to life because a lot of times people consider lead an invisible poison, right? You don't really see it. It's something that you're there, but it's sort of abstract to people unless you've had first-hand experience being poisoned or having a child that's been poisoned and gone through all that. And so I think it's um, very good to ha walk people through a visual, like sort of assessment of where lead is and how to identify it. And so I think that's really interesting. And it also seems like a good way to reach very busy parents who may not have time to come to an outreach event but can download an app on their phone, right? Yeah, and you're sitting at, you know, one of your children's events, you're waiting, you're passing the time, and you pull up your phone and you go through this while you're passing the time. It doesn't require you to go to a specific venue to to learn about this. You can take this piece of technology wherever you go, and most people, I won't make the broad assumption that everybody, but most people have a, a cell phone or some sort of mobile device that they can download this on. It can be, you know, tablets or whatever, and they're able to to go through this at their own in their own time and at their own pace. It was also hopefully can be used for uh, some of you know public health workers who may want to go out into the community and show it to their clients. I mean, it is publicly available in all of North America, so that was one of the things that was really important. The three languages it does it is in three languages, and those were the th three languages that were. Uh, most prominent here in Indianapolis, and that's English, Spanish, and Burmese. Um, so that app is available in those three languages, you know, for anybody else who may have, who may need those languages. Yeah, I think There's a little icon at the top that, that tells you where you can change the language. Okay, and you can download it on your iPhone or your Android device. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's really good that people can use it from anywhere, because I, I don't think there's any sort of app like this, right, besides what you have done to really um, walk people through the lead issue. And um, a lot of the hazards and where we find lead are the same throughout the country, right? Exactly. Exactly. And so there's some universal things that can be useful for anybody that wants to know more 
And sometimes, you know, there's different levels of response. In certain cities, maybe, you know, you find out your child is lead poisoned, but they don't really tell you what to do or, you know, how to protect yourself or your home, and so you just want to find out information on your own. A lot of people do do their own research. And so to have an app like this that can walk them through, you know, identifying yeah, hazards is very useful, I think. And it's good. There's also the resource pages. We wanted to make sure that people had resources. The one thing that I wish we could have done that we were not able to do is for each of the different languages, I wanted the resource page to go to a, whatever the resource link would be, would go to a page of that language. So for instance, in the Burmese section, when you hit the resource link, it's going to take you to a page in English. We struggled to be able to find those resources because I wanted it to be that accessible to everyone. Um, but I think that still we were able to capture a lot of information that people may need, and they can get it all in that one place, and they can have it whenever they need it. So they may not be ready for it right now, but that information is available when they do become ready. Because one thing we know when we talk about education is not everybody is at a place where they're ready to make those changes. Mm -hmm. You may receive the information, but you may not have, your, your family may not be in a place where you're able to make some of those changes. But that information is still there for you when that time comes. Um, if you have a pamphlet that you've thrown away, now you need to go back and try to figure out, wait a minute, I'm going to be renovating a room. What do I need to do? Let me find that pamphlet. Well, this is right there. You can find that information in that app. And you don't need to go look for your pamphlet that you threw away. Okay. Yeah, or call you and be like, can I get another copy yeah. of that pamphlet that you gave me a long time ago? Mm -hmm. um, and also I think it provides a way for people maybe to talk to their landlords in sort of a non-threatening way and just be like, look what, um, you know, look at this on my phone where it shows such and such and such and such. Do you think we could exactly. do something about this? You know? Exactly. Um, I think it is, you know, hopefully a, an opportunity to open the door for uh, people to advocate for themselves and to, you know, maybe they were unsure of this information, they're not sure who to ask, they don't want to uh, call anyone or alert anyone, they want to find out on their own, do their own research. This is certainly that opportunity, and then they have that information to advocate to their landlord or to whomever uh, for themselves. So definitely this is a tool, an empowering tool for those people. And also landlords can download it themselves and be more proactive on how to fix their housing the right way mm -hmm. and sort of like on their own without, you know, contacting somebody and being like, yes, I think I have lead in my rental unit, you know. That can be a little scary and frightening to even have the conversation or how do you approach the conversation. And then also people can um, be more knowledgeable and keep an eye on the contractors they do hire, right, exactly. to make sure they're using lead safe work practices, because um, knowledge is power, right? And if you have it right there at your phone, you don't need to be a lead expert and remember everything in your head. You could just pull it up and exactly. refresh yourself. And also, right. kids are very into apps and stuff, right? So they could start mm -hmm. learning about lead 
in a young age. Even if you don't know yourself how to download apps and use them, I'm sure your, cho your, your children, children do. Your children definitely know, <laughs> and they can teach you. Yeah. They will. They're, yeah, they're the experts on the latest technology, and I think it's a good starting point also for maybe other people to get inspiration of other apps that they can develop or add to. Well, I, I, do, I certainly think that um, we need to think about moving our education efforts, you know, in public health, moving them forward um, into the 21st century. And I can speak for us here at times. I felt like, you know, we were kind of stuck in a model that was not uh, transitioning as our, our population, our clients were transitioning. And so we needed, you know, that doesn't mean that there's not a place for our printed materials because we do have those um, and we still give those out. But this keeps us from having to continue to buy those printed materials and we have a larger reach and we wanted to be able to to, to be able to help people and be useful far beyond our borders here at, in Marion County. But, you know, like I said, it's, actually it's good for all of North America, but we certainly wanted it to be for the United States, for anybody who wanted to be able to, to use this app. So, you know, our dollars don't need to be so siloed and so restricted that we can't share what we know with everyone. You know, and I think that certainly, considering the funding that we got from the CDC, that is their mission, um, and we wanted to make sure that that was something that we could that that could be beneficial to a large number of people. That makes the funding that we spent worth it. Yeah, it's like more value for your dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And also, I think it is very important to um, connect with not just your own community but outside, because we're all sort of trying to do the same thing, right? Prevent lead poisoning. Mm -hmm. and um, do education and outreach, and we're all struggling with the same issues. And we've sort of been struggling with the same issues for a long time. Right. And so it's time that we become more united and share our resources and say, here we have this helpful information, and then somebody in another city t can develop something that's more helpful and share yeah. that with other cities because that's why I was – very much interested in talking to you because I think anybody can use this app and it just helps us from having to constantly repeat and redo the same stuff. Oh, definitely. If we have definitely. a resource that's easily accessible on people's phones or tablets. Mm -hmm. so I encourage anyone who's interested to download it. Encourage anyone who thinks another person might learn something from it, download it. Um, it's, that's why we did it. That is definitely why we did it. And I think it also can solve a lot of barriers that people have to even going seeking out the information because sometimes we're nervous about calling people and asking questions. Sometimes um, we feel guilty if we have maybe a lead poison child and it might be our fault. And, um, you know, people take that on themselves and feel responsible right. and don't necessarily want to share their story with the world. But they can download this app and start, you know, feeling, you know, like they can have some control over the situation and start working on it and be more confident to seek out the questions and mm -hmm. ask people, you know, because when you don't know anything, it's very hard. And it's scary. Yeah. 
it's scary when you don't know. And people, I, I hope if they can learn something from this. First of all, it doesn't, it doesn't go away. It's you know, if you if your child is exposed and you don't take care of the problem, that child's going to continue to be exposed, and that doesn't get better. And so they have to do something about it. Not knowing is not an answer. But it's very empowering to know. And if, you, if you're a little unsure, a little fearful, or don't know where to begin, you can start with this app. And that can certainly be the first step in, what, in, in figuring out maybe you need to do something with the soil. Maybe you're growing vegetables in contaminated soil. And you didn't know that that was an issue. Well, it can be an issue. And if you want, you're, you're trying to be healthy, right? You want to grow your own food. You want to, you know, do this the right way. And you find that maybe you could be poisoning your child from from food grown in contaminated soil. There are so many weight, cosmetics, things that you didn't think of that could potentially have lead, but you you weren't aware of this. So it does spark something in you. But we want to make sure that that people understand that to ignore the problem doesn't make it go away. It only gets worse from there. So they need to be able to do something about it, and it doesn't have to be scary. It really doesn't. It's, it's nothing. It's something to be concerned about. It is something to be aware of. It is something to do something about. But it's not something to be so afraid of that you paralyze yourself and don't do anything. Therein lies the problem. Yeah, and also it's useful for everybody. You don't have to wait till you have a lead-poisoned child or a sick pet or, you know, feel like you might have the effects yourself. You can start now learning about it and being proactive and, exactly. um, and when it, making a when healthy it home. To, exactly. But when it comes to testing children, too, one of the things that... Uh, I think is really important is that people understand they should have their children tested if they think they're at risk. So if they go through this house and they say, hmm, I seem to have some of these things, you know, potentially some of these issues, I'm going to have my child tested. And it's also important that people know um, even Medicaid recipient children should be tested at, at 12 and 24 months, that Medicaid requires that, that they're tested at 12 and 24 months, and many times children are not tested at those ages. Those are really critical developmental stages where children need to be tested. So you go through this house, you look, you say, well, I could have some of these cosmetics, or oh my goodness, I've been renovating this room and I have not done anything in terms of, let's say, for practices, because I didn't know that there was anything called let's say for practices or my landlord's been doing it or whatever I better have my child tested or I'm pregnant I better get myself tested any number of things but this can certainly be that thing that that makes you think oh I wonder if I've been doing this you know incorrectly and I need to make some corrections to get my child tested and if you have been doing it incorrectly or your child has been exposed now's the time to do something about it it's a good thing that you know now, and you can do something about it. Yeah, I think that's really good because a lot of times people feel intimidated to talk to their doctors because they don't have the right, they don't feel like they have the right knowledge or information. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes people are intimidated from asking for the test because I know that's a big problem in New Orleans because we have a universal testing law in Louisiana where you're supposed to test, but a lot of times the doctor does not. And the doctor will be dismissive at times and say, oh, I'm sure you don't have it, right? Right. So this gives you a tool where you can say, well, actually, I've gone through my house and I've identified these potential lead um, sources, 
in my home, and yes, my child does need to be tested, right? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, I like that idea. Actually, I didn't think of it like that, but you're right. When a doctor is dismissive of you, you can say, well, you know, you have a little bit more information to say, no, I, I have been doing something. I've been renovating a room or I've been, you know, uh, growing vegetables in my garden and I'm not really sure about that, and so I would like my child tested. Or, you know, I want to grow some vegetables in a garden and I'm going to have my soil tested before I do that. Or better yet, have a raised garden. Uh, or use a raised garden bed, but whatever the case may be, you are triggered to think about the things that you might need to do, um, and certainly you're armed with a little more information when the doctor tries to be, or you know, if if the doctor is unfortunately unfortunately dismissive, you can say, you know, no, I think I want them tested because I think there may be some risk factors that you know doctors are human too. Maybe they don't know as well. Yeah, and I think also people can, um, there's a lot of things that could come from the app because people could start taking pictures of the own hazards in their home and sending mm -hmm. them to their landlord or to their doctor and say, look at this, yes, this is why my child needs to be tested and stuff. It just gives you, it empowers you with the knowledge, but then you also have your phone right there so you can start working with that and um, collecting your own information and keeping track and stuff. And I just think that's so important because you just can't trust, you know, your doctors and authorities all the time to be telling you everything's okay. You need to know for yourself. You need to have the oh, information yeah. so that you could be proactive. Definitely. And um, take care of your own health, right? And so how has the response been towards the app so far? It's been wonderful, especially since once we put it out on uh, Healthy Homes Net and um, led that. The response has been wonderful. Even here locally, it's been great, but we wanted to make sure that people knew about it nationally, and that was the best way to get it out was on those listservs. It's been very widely uh, received, very well received. Yeah, and so um, I think it's just a great thing. I was very excited on LedNet um, reading about it just because I was thinking about, oh, why isn't there an app? for this, you know, <laughs> because it just seems like a widespread um, problem that you need an app for it. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, we're developing something similar for our asthma program we have here in the, in the department. It's going to be it's going to be more of a, a, a what's called a microsite, and I'm not that technologically adept to be able to give much more information. But we are using the same concept and the same contractor to develop something for our asthma program as well. Yes, yeah, so I think that's really good because asthma is very um, widespread, right? Mm -hmm. And I think people don't always know all the different sources that could be making the condition worse. And um, so I think that's very needed. And then I think also just in public health-wise, I think we need more and more of these apps, right? Oh, like, yeah. um, you know, with the coronavirus coming on and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. you just need to have a way that information is easily accessible to people mm -hmm. and not just rumors and, you know, oh, yeah, panic. Definitely. But here are the things I can do to be proactive or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is more just fact-based because I think there's a lot of misinformation out there, public health-wise. Yeah, we, we were very careful to make sure that, you know, what we used was valid 
Um, so I think that's very important, um, especially if we're going to use the CDC funding to do this because they're going to want to make sure that we're getting out the correct message as well. So, yeah, we were very, very careful to do that. Yeah, and so um, all people have to do is go to their app store, right, and they can find mm -hmm. Mission Unleaded. Correct. And download it. And download it. it. And their all there. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's as simple as that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's what we want. <laughs> all right. Well, I thank you um, very much for talking with me. And um, we look forward to, you know, when you guys get the asthma app developed and sharing that information with everybody in the Healthy Homes world. We will do that. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.